What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the leaner, more condensed, more fast-paced Spectrum Mode podcast. And trust me, you're going to love it. I'm your host, Keith Mitchell, and I'm joined with... Hi, it's me, Kyle. Hello, I am Scott. <laughs> so we have It's Me, Kyle, and It's Scott. I don't know who those guys are, but I was looking for Scott and Kyle, but I guess those two guys would do. Um, As I mentioned, you know, we decided to trim the fat on this this podcast to make it a little more easier on the ears and get the stuff out there faster. So let us know what you think about the show. And with that further ado, uh, Scott, you weren't here last week. So you weren't able to do two. Ugh, I can't talk. You weren't able to talk about the games that you're looking forward to before the end of 2022. So both Kyle and myself had, what, two or three games? So you have up to three games, sir, to decide what you want. <laughs> if you only had a day left in 2022, and it was December 31st, which three games would you want to play? Okay, so the first one on the top of my head is Crisis Core, uh, Final Fantasy VII Reunion. That is the top one that I'm looking forward to most this, the, at the end of the year. Um, another one would be Sonic Frontiers. I actually am really looking forward to that. And then final would be Pokemon Scarlet oh, and Violet. But yeah. Ooh, <laughs> Scarlet's dying. Why do you do that? I mean, it's just <laughs> the same game, just t- one Pokemon difference. It's like, oh. They can just... make their fan base buy two games for the price of well, one. <laughs> well, there's that. And back in the day, we all sat around with our link cables connected to our Game Boys and we were trading Pokemon. It, it got us to hang out with our friends more instead of playing on our Game Boys. So And it worked for Mega Man Battle Network back in the day. Man, those Until days are dead and gone. <laughs> dead and gone. I was even thinking about I was I was outside cutting the grass and I was listening to some soundtracks and I was listening to the day twenty two and I was like, remember when you used to go to the arcade and play this game and play with people nonstop and now arcades are no longer a thing? Yeah, it's, they're pretty sparse. Yeah, I mean, they were already dying in North America before COVID. Now they're even dying or dead in Japan. It's crazy. Thanks, COVID. You did a lot for us. Fantastic. It's sad. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of cool stuff, um, today I went over to GameStop because the manager is a friend of ours. And she was like, hey, you know, you were looking forward to that Bayonetta 3 Trinity, what is it, Trinity Masquerade or something like that, collector edition. And she's yes. like, somebody canceled their pre-order. Come get it. Oh my <laughs> so God. now I have that. <laughs> hey, I have that as well, but I, I bought it at an upcharge from eBay. So. Did, you pick, did, did you pick up oh, 13 Sentinels, though? Damn it, Kyle. I did not. How dare! <laughs> I know you said you wanted it, but I didn't think you were going to pay eBay prices. How much did you pay for it? I got FOMO'd, um, and the guy negotiated me down at like 100 So I think it was um, I paid, what, 20 bucks more? Okay, yeah, yeah. That, that's not bad. I don't feel that, that's too not really bad, actually. Yeah. I don't feel too ripped off. I mean, if you said like a buck twenty or a buck fifty, like whoa, that's that's way too much. No, I wouldn't have done that. It wasn't <laughs> worth it. Some people would. Some people would. All right, so we did have the topic for the show, but you said something that made me remember something, and now I forgot it. So maybe it <laughs> wasn't that important. <laughs> it was, but I'm an old man now, so I, I forget. Could it something. possibly be about Final Fantasy 16? No, we want to say it for the end of the show. It was something that Scott <laughs> said, and I was like, oh, yeah. 13 Sentinels. Sentinels. Say again? 13 Sentinels. I've had that, you know, I've had that. I've got that for free a while back and because somebody reviewed it and they gave us like another copy. And I was like, 
okay. And I've never played it. But I heard so it's, it's a great game. It is. It's a pretty quick one, too. Or at least so far. I've gotten a lot of headway. Game. <laughs> they, they have not made one after that. No. It's it's one of the games that it's just going to go down as like an, like a hidden gem kind of a deal. I mean, it already is kind of seen as a hidden gem because nobody talks about it. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah it didn't do. I mean, I won't say it didn't do well. But it, it did well enough like, to justify its ports, but that's about it. Yeah, it wasn't like their other games. Yeah. And then they just, oh, we're done making games now. Like, what are you doing? Come back from nowhere. <laughs> oh, boy. I love them. But Odin Spear, Odin Spear and Dragon's Crown. Those are my games right there. Those are great. <clears throat> I need to replay those again. So this week or this past week, whatever, however you want to say that playstation revealed the price and the release date of the playstation vr2 the next generation of playstation vr only compatible with the playstation 5 and it comes in two different models or two different SKUs, i should say uh one with the headset headphones and the controllers for 549 just say 550 550 dollars and then there's one with it bundled with the um horizon Dawn game, I forget what it's called, that's made exclusively for the PlayStation VR. And that is $600. So, of course, this set off another uh, conversation on why this is A, so much money, and B, is it going to be worth it? Now, for those who weren't paying attention, the PlayStation VR, again, is only compatible with the PlayStation 5, uh, not PlayStation 4. Uh, and it's not compatible with PC, which some people wish it would be. So, of course, now people are going, well, this is more expensive than PC VR, um, and also the fact that it requires processing power from the PlayStation 5, which is going to... I mean, I can't say it's going to be bad, but at the same time, it doesn't instill any confidence on just how powerful this VR is going to be. But what do you guys think about this? <clears throat> um, I we we had we kind of had this conversation with Sean uh, on Twitter and stuff. Um, I I think it's a fair price. I mean, for all the tech that's in the headset, and you get uh, two controllers with it, I, I think it's fair. Uh, it's expensive for sure. I, I'm not going to buy it right out of the gate, even though I want to. Um, especially with the um, call of the mountain bundle because um, that game looks fantastic. But yeah. I mean, you're looking at a headset that does 4K HDR, so that's that's awesome. It, you, otherwise, you can you can get the Quest too, and it's not nearly as good. Yeah, I'm excited that they're we're getting a PVR set. Another, I'm just really sad that they're not going to do it with PC, um, especially with how PlayStation's been putting a lot more of their games now on PC. They could make their VR games now PC too if they put the PSVR two on PC. Um, I think it's a fair price point for the tech, but I also think that I'm still going to wait until it goes down in price, just like the first VR headset, the PSVR. I wait until it's like 200 bucks instead of 500 See, I'm a little frustrated with the price. I mean, I get it. But at the same time, it's more expensive than a PlayStation 5, and those already are scarce as it is. Yeah. So I'm worried about the success of the PlayStation VR 2 because... PlayStation is going to go, we're not saying enough of these things. We're not doing enough <laughs> of these things. I'm like, well, you don't have enough PlayStation 5s out there. What do you want, guy? <laughs> I mean, yeah, if, I- you made it, if you made it compatible with the PC and 
you made games that you could play on the PC as well as the PlayStation 5 and you utilize the PlayStation 2 or the PlayStation VR 2, then it would be a win-win. So I I I feel I'm I'm nervous about this. I mean, I'm, obviously it's new tech and I'm always I'm always excited for new tech and I want to see how new tech goes. It's it's VR. Even though VR is still very niche, it's oh, been out for a while now, but it's still it's not something that everybody gets involved with. Yeah, it's yeah. still very something that only like specific publishers will even really dab at, which is I think the biggest problem with VR is we don't have a lot of people working on it. So it's not gonna it's not gonna have a humongous catalog of games. I mean, even the PSVR one didn't have a huge catalog of games. Right. It had more than I was expecting when I was first thinking of VR, but I still don't think it really was enough to really justify a lot of the VR on the PS4. And I think that's gonna be the problem of PSVR two, is it's gonna have the same issue. There's not going to have a lot of publishers or developers working with VR. It's still too niche for it to be a big like console expense point. Yeah, I, I've had a lot of people recommend games um, through VR, but a big thing is Beat Saber. Beat Saber is great. <laughs> yeah, Beat Saber and Robo Recall, those are great games to play, especially if you're just showing someone who's never played VR before. And that's but, my thing with those. Those are also yeah. PC VR games. Yeah, yeah uh, from what I understand... I mean, at least looking at my old VR from having the PlayStation version and going to the PS5, a lot of those games you couldn't even play anymore. Right. So, like uh, Iron Man, that was taken off my list. I couldn't play that anymore. Uh, I, I think I don't think I could play Beat Saber anymore. So it was hard to go back to it, even though I got the free dongle to plug it into my, my PlayStation 5. It just wasn't worth it. Um, yeah, I just had to keep the PS4 up, basically. Yeah. I think my biggest thing is I don't think Sony will support it because that's just kind of their thing. In my opinion, if they release a peripheral, they they don't really support it. Yeah, they're going to be relying on the developers, which is the problem. Yeah, it's going to be a problem because developers are going to go, well, if you're not supporting your own headset, why am I going to waste my time and money to develop a game for your headset? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it's kind of a catch 22 here. I, I really don't know what you're thinking. I mean, there's some people arguing, hey, the price point is justified. I'm like, no, no, not for what it is. I mean, if you showed us what it could do more and showed us that, hey, we have a big catalog of games and you promise we're going to support it, then I could see that. Because even the original PlayStation VR, they really stopped supporting that thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. way in. It was like, Why it's so cheap now. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I think it's fair. I think it's a fair price. Uh, I mean, I, I linked the uh, Call of the Mountain. I linked that in the server chat. If you guys want to look at it, you just yeah, look at the screenshots that. and I've stuff. I've seen there was a there was a couple and they of look people gorgeous. that got invited to play that game. It looks cool. Oh yeah, yeah, it looks really cool. Um, and I feel like the game's gonna look good just going off of Horizon. But a lot of that, you know, like you said, is up for developers to, you know, take advantage of. So if they don't, then, you know, you spent all that money for tech that's not living up to its full potential. Right. That's why it's one of those, like you have to wait and see kind of a deals the way yeah. to see how it's going to be implemented and how, if, I mean, obviously I think the VR two is going to go down in price, just like the VR one did. So uh, I think for it's sure, safe to say, just to like wait for the price to go down. You don't have to buy it instantly. I don't remember what they call the giant T-Rex, uh, thing loaded full of cannons and blades in horizon, but the, first-person perspective uh, through VR seems like it's going to be terrifying. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. All right. Uh, PlayStation VR 2, we will wait and see what happens with that. This next topic is gaming, not really gaming, but is gaming. So as you all know, and I'm <clears throat> choking here, uh, Elon Musk is now the owner of Twitter because he walked it back. and was like, I'm not buying it. Then Twitter was like, well, I'm going to sue you because we want our, our big golden parachute. We want to get out of here. So Elon Musk was like, sure, fine. I'll buy you. And then he was like, all right, I'm firing you and you and you and you. They fired, I think he fired <laughs> like most of the Twitter gaming people as well. It's 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 been a very terrible uh, scenario. However, because of this, everybody's going back and forth asking, so where should we go, guys? Where should we go? Should we go to Mastodon, which I've never heard of until now, and every time I hear that, I'm thinking of the Black Power Ranger. Like, <laughs> what? What is this? You know, people are like going to Discord, and and the reality of it is, is we really do not have an alternate for Twitter. Everybody put their eggs in the basket. Everybody is so familiar with Twitter. It's like now that Elon is doing what he wants to do, and he really hasn't really started yet. But where are we going to go? Where are people going to go? Right? People are like, I'm going to leave Twitter. I don't like this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And it's like, where are you going to go? How, what do you, where are you going to go? Everybody who's anybody still, uh, developers, publishers, everybody, they talk about their stuff on Twitter. So mm-hmm. this whole I'm going to give up on Twitter argument is, is very non- nonsense. And I wish people would stop saying that because that's just not the case. It's just isn't. Yeah, yeah I'm going to leave Twitter are. is the I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> yes, <I wish>. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really funny, though, Canada, is all these articles came out from all these, I'm doing quotes here, websites, that because Elon Musk owns Twitter, that Nibble, Nibble, I can't pronounce it right, Nibble, uh, Nibble left. Left. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that's totally not why he left. He told you why he left. It wasn't sustainable for him anymore. He wasn't getting money from Patreon anymore. He just couldn't do this as a full-time thing. So he left. What? I don't understand why people are acting like because Elon Musk is the owner of Twitter that he left. That would yeah. he, he wrote this entire letter saying, this is why I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, but nobody yeah. wanted to read that. <laughs> no, they just read the first line and said that was it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, I, I think the big thing that we're all kind of freaked out about now is verification because now you can just pay to have it. Whereas before it was the thing that you had to prove you were the person. And I will say this, I will say this as somebody who's tried to get verified multiple times and tried to get out of even verified multiple times that their verification system is ass. Yeah, it is. It's like, they wanted you to be uh, in the stock market or you need to have a wiki or you needed to have something else. As far as the, the the journalist verification, you need to have your article articles on a site that's already been verified. And even if you did, they still will come back and tell you, no, you don't, because I had articles on Thomas Hartware and Laptop Magazine. They came back and went, no. It was pretty much, we're going to verify who we want to verify, and that's it. Yeah, just depend on who you got that day, if they cared about you or not. Yeah. So now that Elon's like, well, I'm going to get rid of the verification system or make you pay for it. I would hope that he puts some kind of guidelines in place. Like, look, we're not going to give just anybody verification because it's dumb. Not everybody needs verification. If my son jumps on Twitter and pays the $8, first of all, where the hell did he get the $8 from? 
Secondly, <laughs> and he wants to be he got it from Twitter. Bitcoin. Why were you going to verify him? <laughs> Who is he on Twitter? What does he do other than annoy the hell out of me? <laughs> that's that's what he got verified for. Oh, well, he's definitely <laughs> verified. He's verifiable for that. Annoying the hell out of me. I just yeah. I think that's the big thing. There's a lot of misinformation around verification, especially with the way it's being taken out. Uh, I think the goofiest one is people saying that limits free speech. Um, that's so silly. <laughs> oh, it's definitely free speech, everybody. It's free speech, but it's not freedom from consequences. I don't understand why people don't get that right. Yeah, I, I mean, but even then, you can be verified, still have your free speech, and still get banned off Twitter. It doesn't matter. So uh, it, it's just weird takes over this whole verification thing I, I don't understand it all it means is that now if i wanted to be keith i could just change my account to be keith and i'll just pay eight dollars i'll get verified before he will <laughs> yeah you will <laughs> it's funny somebody um was doing a bunch of memes yesterday and i think they started getting uh started getting banned i know elon basically i i think he said it or somebody showed it that if you're spoofing him he's banning you now or having you banned now like wow this is uh this is crazy stuff i don't get this but yeah twitter is in a very volatile position right now and i don't know hasn't it always been it's i mean yeah you're right it says pull of toxicity but this is just even furthering the point with elon being at the top (laughs) honestly it's just i I really think elon might buy it from him like i don't want this It's, it's i'm way over my head can somebody just Take it off my hands, please. Well, I think the biggest thing now is he spent forty-five million or forty-five billion on it, so it's going to be hard for someone to just come up and buy it from him now. He didn't even need it. It was like, this is the thing: you got money, so I'm just going to throw it around. You didn't even need to buy Twitter. Why did you feel the need to do that? Use that money for something worthwhile for everybody. Because Elon Musk is one giant meme. And then you're going to come back and complain, well, Twitter's not making any money. Did you look at the financial reports before you paid this much money? <laughs> he says he did. I'm not going <laughs> to buy something that I'm seeing every year. Is, is I don't think money. that he did. <laughs> That's just crazy. But yeah, yeah, Elon, we, we love you. We hate, we love to hate you. Give me my damn verification. I've been asking for it for years. Let's go. <laughs> Don't let Kyle get it before me because I'd be like, wow, dude, what the freak? Jeez. <laughs> okay, one day I'll be verified as Sith Scott. <laughs> <laughs> get it dropped on at $8 and you're good to go. $8. I don't, I don't know if you guys just saw this, but Aaron Carter passed away. Yeah, I saw yeah. that beginning of the show. Remember, I was like, who is this guy? I don't know who that is. Forgive me. Forgive me. I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's an old uh, pop star. Well, he's not old, but back in the day, he was a pop he's star. He's younger than me. He's not. Yeah, old. He's old. He was an old thirty-four-year-old. Um, but no, he. They found him. They found him uh, passed away in his house. Uh, that, that really sucks. Was he just passed away? Did they say what caused it? Nothing. He, just he heard the Mariah Carey was coming back, and he just said he couldn't take any more of this. Oh no! Uh, they are since it's like breaking news. They are uh, investigating the cause of his death. Yeah. So rest in peace, Aaron. Fair enough. 2022 can't go way fast enough because it's just killing off people. And of course, we'll he'll, we'll, I can't talk. We'll he'll, 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 we'll hear more bad news before this year is over. 
I'm more than sure. <laughs> Before we get to the next topic, uh, I did want to mention that unfortunately, Sonic Frontiers was had his its street date broken by a bunch of retailers. They didn't mention who it was. Sega is very pissed off about this. So I don't know if this is part of it or not, but people who were looking to review the game, they some of the bigger outlets and personalities were on Twitter saying, hey, only a handful of people have actually got access to the game. So maybe not look forward to a lot of reviews from front, for Sonic Frontiers. The game drops when? The 8th, I think. Next week. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, maybe not expect a lot of reviews for that. You're definitely not going to get a review from us because it's the 5th now. So the 8th is Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, it's soon. Yeah, uh, one of the guys who got it um, was one of the Digital digital Foundry people because he posted a picture of the game in his hand. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess he had found it at a store. A retailer, I guess. <laughs> well, I was going to say, wait, they usually send them out digital, so he actually got a copy of the game from the store? Yeah. Oof. All I know is nobody near me is actually selling it because I looked. I really looked. I haven't checked. <laughs> There's also apparently a ROM of it out there somewhere for oh, the no. uh, switch and it's people have shown it being emulated on the pc of course uh not good for you it's not good for you right now sega that's a shame i was looking forward to this we'll have to wait and see what happens we'll have to wait. Uh, kyle this one's on you buddy you're taking the lead before i yell up cities and rudeness <laughs> and things that i don't want to say because i'm being really chill on the show i'm not trying to curse or be rude or be ignorant or anything of the sort so take it away is this our uh our final fantasy news yeah oh yes it is <laughs> well uh recently people have been uh questioning the lack of people of color in final fantasy 16 mm. and i had my article up and i lost it um anyway the producer came out and said that they were trying to uh be as grounded to realism as possible. And they're trying to keep it close to uh, medieval Europe during that time. So that explains the lack of, you know, uh, black people. And the internet did not take kindly to that news. Yeah. Some of them came back and showed actual facts. Like, there were people of color around that time, during that time. What are you talking about? I mean, can we be realistic here? I mean, one... Let's be fair to the developer. It is my dog is barking most of It is his, their game. They're, they're able to do whatever they want to do. And of course, everybody's going to buy the damn game, which is a problem. Secondly, there's no place for ignorance. Third, and I hate to be this, but Japan has been, will be very xenophobic. They yeah, do not I- like people of color. Yeah, I, I remember like growing up and seeing like black characters pop up in anime, and I was like, "Why do they have them drawn that way?" <laughs> yep, oh, yeah, and it's still lips. an issue. Anime I, lips were terrible. I grew up, I grew up in South Florida, so like I, I've I've kind of lived with like everybody. So uh, as I have become an adult and like moved out of Florida, like the world is wild out here, guys. <laughs> the world is very terrible. We'll so I I, I found the quote. Um, it's from. Uh, Naoki Yoshida. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that it's a difficult question, but 
<laughs> no one that, but not one that was unexpected. Seeing as diversity in entertainment media has become a much discussed topic as of late, uh, the answer I have, however, may end up being disappointing to some, depending on individual expectations. So, uh, their design concept of, from the earliest stage of development has always been heavily uh, medieval Europe, as I said earlier. So they're trying to incorporate uh, historical, cultural, political, and anthropological standards that are prevalent at that time. So um, that's one of the reasons why there's not that many black people. But we have, you know, these these mythical beings that aren't really rooted in reality. But hey, that's cool. Let's have those in there. Hi, Shiva or Ifrit. You know, it's cool. Just we'll have these things in there. It's, it's fine. But a person of color, we can't have that. No, that's not. That, we can't do that. That's not realistic. But you can transform <laughs> into Ifrit. Have fun. You want to yeah. be Odin? Would I mean, you like is... to be a Norse god? <sighs> I mean, That'd be nice. And the fact that there's not a lot of females. Somebody pointed that out as well. That there's not a lot of elite females in this game either. And I just go back and go, oh, Japan, just when are you ever going to change? I actually <laughs> haven't seen that much on Final Fantasy 16. Like, I watched the first trailer, and I don't think I watched anything else after that. Um, I've read this news that came up. Um, but, I, I mean, it's, this is a weird choice. This is, this is just a weird choice. But, I mean, it's just kind of Final Fantasy in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah. There's there's a handful of black characters and yeah there's just there's a handful of black characters in Final Fantasy um, and they're all always kind of stereotyped a little bit yeah don't you talk that way about Saz you know what? I was gonna bring him up they gave that <laughs> man an afro when a bird lived in his hair <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that it's fine it's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> I never understood that design choice. Like, why did he have that bird? I mean, I like the bird. I, I just thought it was weird that it lived in his hair. I was like, y'all gave him an afro so it could be a bird's nest? That's fucked up. And then Fran, don't forget Fran. Fran was sexy. Exactly. That was the point. Like, we're going to put this sexy female in this game that barely wears any armor with rabbit ears. And everybody's going to love her. And they did. And they did. <laughs> uh, of course, I can't forget my man Barrett. I mean, who doesn't love him? <laughs> I like Barrett, but, but he was uh, he's probably he's the straight. biggest pro and con that Japan having black people in their games. <laughs> that yeah, was I, Mr. T to a T. Yeah, I, I, I got like my way suck it. All right, let's go. Yeah, I like Barrett a lot as a character, but like again, he's a stereotype. So, somebody said to me the other day when I was talking about it's like look final fantasy has been predominantly white it's gonna stay white just leave it alone and i'm like dude that's not the way to go like you have to tell these people this is garbage we're not we're not going to support this crap i mean i've been going back to i'm not sure if you guys ever saw the articles i wrote or the videos that i made about like capcom and not putting black hairstyle i cannot talk hairstyles in their game like monster hunter wasn't didn't have any until people started speaking up and then they finally put out a bunch of different black hairstyles. And I and they were free too, which was awesome. Yep, everybody's like, this is ridiculous. And then um, 
Elder Ring came out, and I was like, where are the black freaking hairstyles, man? And of course, people were like, why do you care? It's just a game. It's like, it's not about it being a game. It's about being diversified, you morons. Literally, if you don't care, then shut up. There are people out here trying to make a difference. And you can't make a difference without telling people, hey, I'm not going to stand for it. And people are like, well, you just don't like Elden Ring. I'm like, dude, did you see how many hours I played this game? It's not that I don't like Elden Ring, but I would like to be able to make my digital avatar. We play these these fantasy games and make ourselves because we want to see ourselves represented in these worlds. Yeah. I can't I make just Keith. creation systems need more options in general. Right. I can't make Keith with cornrows or an afro because I've never had either of the two. Come on. Yeah. Um, I, I think the crazy thing is too, like I've met so many like black people and stuff who love Japanese culture. Like it's crazy to me that like it, they're so misrepresented by them because they love it. They they love anime. They love Japan. It's crazy. You think they'd get just a little bit more respect? <laughs> no. Again, it's, it's being it's xenophobia. It, they Japan has always taken the best parts of culture and integrate into itself, which is great. You know, that's how cultures grow. Uh, look at their boy bands now. Where do you think those came from? And it's great. I love that. But when we come back to you and go, okay, now can we get some diversification, some diversity in your stuff? Can we be treated a lot differently? Because Japan has a lot of issues. I'll leave it that that way. I've talked to a lot of people. I've read a lot of stuff. And I'm like, wow. And I've always said I wanted to go to Japan. That was my favorite place I wanted to go. And I'm like, mm, maybe I don't want to go to Japan anymore. It's a weird place. But, you know, just look at me. I love Japanese culture. I love the culture. I love the Gundams and the anime. Frick yes. I love my Dragon Balls. Come on. Right? I buy your stuff. I read your stuff. I defend your stuff. Can I get a little, hey, you know, hey, let's add some of these black people into this game. Yeah, that'd be this- awesome. Just a little respect. Just a little bit. Now nah, we can't do that because that doesn't make any sense. We, we're we're going to have dragons because dragons are more realistic. Sorry, than- that's, that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to have this freaking giant transforming castle in that's, this game. That's the realism. You guys just don't get respected. I need to go <laughs> to a place where there's a transforming castle and live there. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I read that. I read so many different pieces about this and... I was just so frustrated. I was going to write a piece. I was like, no, let me, I'm not going to do that. I was going to record a piece. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that because I'm just going to get highly frustrated because this stuff keeps happening. And I don't want people to go, oh, you're just doing it because you're a black guy. No, because it's wrong. And the fact that he said, the fact that he was waiting for this question to come up, it's like, dude, did you not think this was not going to come up? Why did you go this direction? People would be happy if there was just one, just one. Nah, we're not doing any of that. You don't get anything. Uh, this, have they shown off the cast, like the whole cast yet? Because I've only, I only see the one guy. I don't know if they have. Actually. They've shown off some of the people in their their latest trailer that we have on the site. This this quote just gets me. Ultimately, ultimately, we felt that incorporating ethnic diversity into whatever the city is called, Valista, the, the world, excuse me, Valistia was important and an over-incorporation into the single corner of a much larger world could end up causing a violation of those narrative boundaries that we set up for ourselves. End quote. 
What that basically means is if we put black people or Hispanic people into this game, it won't be real. So we're not going to do it. <laughs> the story we're telling is fantasy, yes, but it's also really in reality. Yeah, Dear it's sirs, weird. that is an oxymoron. All right, but anyway, I'm done talking about that. I'm finished. <laughs> I'm done. Trust me. You'll never hear me utter anything about that again. He's lying. That in the back where the F-Zero, I'm going to bring it up next week. <clears throat> where the F-Zero <laughs> remake will never come. Put it right back with that. <laughs> now, you got to be honest. I haven't been talking about that at all anymore. I just stopped. I told you I was going to stop, and I stopped. He's, he's talking about F-Zero right now, guys. <laughs> but I'm not complaining about it. See, I stopped. I don't care. I stopped. <laughs> anyway, how far have we been going? I did not have a timer today, and I did not tell Google to uh, do anything. Because last, I, I, when I was editing the podcast, like you know, I did say you know those two words, and anybody listened to the podcast was listening to it out loud and had a Google Home or something. Their Google Home would be like, "Okay, how can I help you?" So I took that out. <laughs> Welcome. Um, when I sent the link about uh, Call of the Mountain, it was at uh, four fifty nine. So we've been about 40 minutes, probably. All right. That means we need to wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up and call it a wrap day and get ready to put out some Christmas decorations because, you know, Thanksgiving isn't a thing. It's all time for Christmas time now. We've got, this is the 5th of November. We've got, how many days November? 20, hey, Christmas started a month ago. All right. Yeah. Oh. I guess so. <laughs> I've, uh, I've decided I'm not going to do Christmas lights this year. I'm going to do a decoration. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> Christmas is tired, tired of hanging lights, man. All right, you go hang up lights, guys. We are done. Thanks for checking out this smaller, leaner format of Spectre Mode podcast for my hosts, Kyle and Scott, and myself, Keith Mitchell. Be sure to check out the podcast over at Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Buzzsprout, uh, where, and wherever else podcasts are. Also, come over to outofhaven.net, check out our articles. Definitely check out our articles. Got some great stuff there. Got some great features. Got some great reviews. Got some pieces that'll make you pull out your hair and get mad. But we got some great stuff. So be sure <laughs> to check out the site. Out from myself, Scott, and Kyle, I am going to go hang out with Christmas decorations because, you know, it's Kyle's fault. All right. Have fun. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye.